in prepping this week for this message, uh, which has really been a message that's been on my heart for a while now, that when we got into the midst of this health crisis, this is one of those stories that came up for maybe peculiar kinds of reasons, but, but there's a reason that God is at work when he's kind of nudging you into a text. And I was thinking about this story uh, of Jesus uh, coming and, and being with his disciples and, and breathing into him. And I couldn't help but be taken back to a, to a TV show, which I realized as I was kind of thinking about this this week that maybe not everybody watching uh, was alive for when this show was on. Somehow the, the TV show Seinfeld is 31 years old. Uh, it's, it's, it's not as recent or as current as maybe it might feel like to you. But Seinfeld was the show of these friends in New York City observing oddities of human life and interactions. And they coined a lot of terms that maybe you've heard, like double dipping of eating a chip and you take a bite and then you put the chip back in. And all these little, like, hey, you shouldn't do that. Uh, well, one of their little observations of human life was what they called a close talker, that person that you're talking to them and they just ease in, and they're always feeling like they're in your personal space. And that's just kind of an oddity in normal life. But in this moment where we're told to be six feet apart and maybe even beyond that, wearing masks and all of the separation physically, you know, there's still those people that can't help but get closer and closer and closer to you. And you might not notice it every day, but right now, as someone eases up closer to you, you notice it. And Jesus in our story today is like not the poster child of physical distancing. Uh, he is getting very close to the disciples in the imagery of the scene. And many translations say that he breathed onto his disciples uh, even though the Greek kind of prepositional phrase is, is into, uh, he's breathing into the people in the story, which feels a little bit weird, but there's a reason for it. And there's an imagery that's at work in this story that I think is super powerful for us. But I think we are aware today of, of threats that we might not otherwise think about. We're, we're aware of our physical surroundings and the space around us and we're aware of, of the people around us. And, you know, the invisible threats of the past now feel very close. And I can't help but think about when I was growing up, I, uh, my family would, on kind of Christmas time, we would travel to see our family that wasn't anywhere near where we lived. And so I had to go see my grandpa. And they wouldn't smoke and, while we were in the house with them, but they, they did smoke. And I had a lot of asthma growing up, and I could not visit my grandparents without bringing a breathing machine. And so a part of the reality of going to see my grandparents was uh, checking your watch and figuring out, well, how long is it going to take me to be wheezing? And I won't be able to breathe, and I'll be on a machine and have to have a mask and try to have something help my lungs get back to normal. And you wouldn't see anything, but yet that reality was still there and there was still a danger in the space. And I think we are, are in this time where we're aware of the physical exhaling and breathing and, and, and the toxicity that might be in the air or on the surfaces that we touch. 
But we are all exuding something in this world, and some of us exude love and joy and great things, and some of us are exuding other kinds of things. And we don't realize that sometimes the, the nicotine gods of anger are being exhaled by us out into the world around us, or, or envy or, or jealousy, and, and you know, we're just exuding out something that's toxic, something that, that is harming people, that harms people we love. And we don't realize what is going out from us into the world. And so um, maybe in this time where we're realizing and thinking about, you know, did I wash my hands? You know, do I have a mask? You know, all of this personal hygiene. Maybe we should think also about our spiritual hygiene of how, how are we spreading good things and not toxic things into the world around us. And so in this story, I love this image of Jesus breathing into the disciples God's Spirit and life. And and I I don't think John uh, is oblivious to the echo here. I think he's very intentional that this is meant to echo God breathing into the first human, the Adam, breathing into that, that clay that's been molded, the breath of life, so that he might live. And Jesus is coming and he's breathing God's Spirit into the disciples so they might live anew. And in this this story, uh, we have Jesus healing, healing us, you know. And, you know, I I think maybe one of that breathing machine or the inhaler, that thing that that helps reset your lungs back to normal, our spiritual lungs back to normal. You know, it's not just like a a ventilator that's doing all of the breathing for you and and you are nothing and, and you are just dead. But God wants to heal you because you are his creation that is meant for greater things, that is meant to bring life to this world. And so God's Spirit is going to fill us and wants to fill us so that we might live afresh. And I love this image. And, and while this image is so much about the intake of God's Spirit, uh, there's a lot of exhaling that happens too. And one of the things that's amazing about our body is we don't have to learn how to exhale you know, the, the lung just kind of that elasticity, it wants to push air back out, and it wants to, to, to exhale. And so when we need machines to breathe, we're, we're having our help to get our breath in, but the body knows how to exhale pretty well, and, and we know how to exhale uh, our own lives out into the world around us. And, you know, we, we give out good things and bad things, And one of the things that I love about worship is that I love that worship is a time where we learn to breathe in God's Spirit and breathe it out into the world around us together. And so if you're singing a song together, you got to take a breath to be able to sing. And so by the end of the verse, you're kind of out of that breath, and you got to take a breath together. And so somehow in the midst of singing, our hearts start kind of beating at a little bit closer rate. We start breathing at a similar rate, and, and we're breathing out God's love and God's joy uh, together in a way that's more harmonious than it was before we started. And so I think in this time, we got to learn how to, to get into God's Word, how to, how to sing God's praises, how to allow God's Spirit to come into us so we learn how to breathe it out together even better. And so I love in the story that Jesus doesn't just give them the Spirit to have life, 
just for their own sake, just to keep it private and held in for themselves. Jesus breathes life into them so that they might go out and spread it, that they might be contagious with God's spirit and God's life and love and pass it on to the next person. And so Jesus tells them, just as the Father has sent me, so now I send you. You know, and we, we sometimes feel a temptation that our spirituality is just about us, but we are called to spread God's good news and God's life with others around us. And so we are called to be spiritual close talkers, you know, that we just can't help but lean in to bring God's spirit closer uh, to the next person, uh, to our family, to our friends, to our neighbors, to those that we meet. And I know that in this physical distancing uh, of this moment, that can be a little bit harder than normal, but we still have ways to call someone up on the phone, to, to send them an email, to send them a Facebook message, uh, to leave notes, you know, to write mail. You know, we have ways to spread God's love and life to our friends, our family, our loved ones uh, right now. And so I, I kind of want to share one charge to those of you who are watching about how to be better at spreading God's love and life and being contagious with God's life. Uh, if you are watching and you kind of self-identify yourself as conservative, I want to talk to you and I want to share that I, I want to ask you that you might share that there is life now, not just life in the future. You know, sometimes we get, we get tempted into this message that, that God has a life for you at some point. But God wants you to breathe and wants you to have life now. And that invitation uh, is meant to address and encounter our everyday lives and the lives that begin now. And yes, we hope that that life uh, is going to eventually be at this new creation uh, that, that we can't even fully imagine at this moment. But we need to share that there's a chance for life right now. And if you're, if you're watching and you kind of identify yourself as, as more progressive, maybe the message for you is we got to share that there's life. You know, that you have something to offer, that God has something good for us, that, that you know, yes, your neighbor has experiences and, and truths that they've encountered that we should be able to listen to, but you too have something worth sharing, that there is life and there is goodness that God is inviting you to extend on to your neighbor, to your family, to your friends. And, and we all need to work on how we uh, live out Jesus' charge to be sent, to spread God's good news and God's life. And so I hope that, you know, in this time, you know, if you're struggling for air in a spiritual way, if you're struggling to breathe and and the chaos around you and the pain and the grief is too much to bear, I hope you feel God's great physician work in your life. That first big breath when you've failed to be breathing, you know, sometimes that's just a self-decision, you know, where, oh, I haven't been breathing. Maybe you're singing along in a song, you're like, oh, I haven't taken a breath in forever. Um, and you're reminded that I need some life. I need some air. And God is there as the great physician wanting to give you life and breath. Accept that. Invite that into your experience. 
But it's not just about that. If you've been on that spiritual dryness, you've been without God's air and breath in your life, and you've taken that breath, don't you want to share it? Don't you want others to have that breath too? And so Jesus invites us to share that, that, that life, that spirit with those who are around us. And so we recognize that, that we are in the midst of still that, that confusion and the pain and the grief, and, and you know we're still waiting for the fullness of Easter Sunday to come into full reality in all of our lives and that the whole new creation might uh, no longer groan in agony and, and, and in labor waiting uh, for full redemption and, and newness. And we long for that fullness of breath. But God's Spirit is offering you a little dose of that fresh spirit air. Might you breathe it in and might you learn how to breathe it out so that everyone around you can also breathe God's Spirit in. And I love that there's this little part that might feel out of place, but when he talks about sins, whether they're forgiven or retained, you are called into that mission that Jesus was sent on, that we are about reconciling. We're about bringing people together. And it's that responsibility has, is, is shared with us. And so when you go around that, this world, how are you extending that life to those around you? How are you offering forgiveness how are you uh, bringing together all that is broken with our God and Savior? And so maybe today you can take heart that the disciples, you know, sometimes, often, particularly if you're reading the Gospel of Mark, often they fall short. They don't do what they are told to do. In this story, they're told, hey, I send you out. Go share this. And guess what they do? They go and tell Thomas, who was not with them, we have seen the Lord. Have you seen the Lord at work in your life? If so, go pronounce it. Go share it. You are not in control of how somebody responds to that message of life. You can't control how Thomas is going to respond or not respond. But you are fully equipped. You are fully inspired, breathed into of God's Spirit to be able to exhale that out into the world. Go spread the good news of God's Spirit, go spread the good news of life today. Would you join me in prayer? Lord, I know many of us have struggles, have, have uh, whether that's inside of the homes that we are in, you know, those little idiosyncrasies and those things that frustrate us and annoy us, they build up perhaps inside of us. And we bottle it up, and before we know it, we don't even have room for breath. And Lord, we ask that you would bring your spirit and your breath of life into our midst. Help us to be able to take a pause, take a deep breath. Feel your spirit in the midst of the air, beyond us and within us. Lord, help us take that moment to pause and to feel your presence. Lord, I, I ask that you might bring us spiritually closer together that as each of us are all in the midst of that pause, as that, that breathing in, that we might grow closer together in your spirit. And Lord, let us be good stewards of the life and the faith that you have brought us into. 
Let us extend that invitation and that welcome and that life to all of those around us. May we be instruments of your life and not spreading all of the things that fall short of that. Lord, we thank you and we praise you and it's in your your son's name that we pray. Amen.